Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to make a decision that cannot be reversed. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, an anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca. Today, we are going to conclude Wendy's story. So last week in part one, we learned how she met her husband. Uh, They dated for some time, but before they got married, they actually had split up for a while. Uh, But in time, they decided to work through things and they married. But something in her gut still was telling her maybe something isn't quite right with the situation. And it wasn't too long after that, that she began to find conversations between her husband and other women. And when he was confronted about it, he would deny it and then turn it around on her, basically gaslight her and make her second guess herself. They decided that they would try an open marriage, but uh, Wendy started seeing a man named Matt and she didn't tell her husband the details about it. So even though she was in an open relationship and you discuss it with your husband, This person was a secret, and she admitted that she felt guilty, but at the same time, she didn't feel guilty, and uh, in a way, she felt she was able to get revenge for all of his indiscretions. So let's get started on Wendy's story, part two. Matt and I ended up seeing each other on and off for probably three years. It got to the point where there was definitely an emotional connection. He had not told me he loved me, but he had shown how much he loved me. One time, he got us a hotel room and we went out on a real date, just slightly out of town for his 40th birthday. We got to spend most of the entire night together, which had never happened before. It was perfect. Sexually, we had a great dynamic connection. It was my first BDSM relationship, which had always appealed to me, but my husband was always afraid to explore because he knew of my past trauma. I had been raped and had a lot of PTSD issues. There had been times when we were being intimate that I would get triggered, so this made my husband a more gentle and controlled partner. He and I would still have rough sex, but he was afraid to try certain things due to fear of me becoming triggered, no matter how much I tried to convince him or persuade him to try. Matt got me into a group adult chat where I was sharing photos and videos of us with complete and random strangers, but it felt safe. All these people would fawn over us and me 
and it just did a lot for my self-esteem. Especially when I would try and have sex with my husband and half the time he would turn me down because he said he was too depressed. I don't know, he always seemed to have some excuse like it was a power thing for him. Sex was always about when he wanted it and how he wanted it and we would always do what he wanted and never when I wanted. With Matt it was different. I got to explore new things. He made me feel very cherished and special, like I was somebody he wanted to show off and gave me a lot of validation. He worked really hard with me trying to get me over my body issues. I was terrified for him to see me naked the first time when we fooled around because I am plus-sized. I gave birth to three kids and I'm very insecure about my body. I didn't feel as attractive as I used to. With three small kids, I really didn't have time to stay in shape or getting ready or getting pretty. It was work and home. That was my life. So it was fun to dress up and go out with the girls and then see Matt. He made me feel safe and understood, and he was understanding when I would share problems about my marriage. Such as when I would want to talk to Chris about something, he would never want to talk about it. I had the problem. He didn't have a problem. I was acting crazy. I was being paranoid. I was acting jealous. I was overreacting. But I had Matt who would give me validation. He would tell me that my feelings were justified, and he would tell me when I was out of line, so I trusted him. There would be times when he would tell me I was being too hard on Chris. I really felt like I could trust Matt's judgment. At some point, Chris admitted that he had started talking to other co-workers and trying to meet women. So we started trying to have more of an open conversation about our open relationship. I came clean about Jay. Chris was a little upset and he wished that I would have told him sooner. He questioned me if I had anything else to share, but I swore there wasn't. I was really pushing hard to try and make this open marriage work because I thought if Chris could have a partner, then I could keep both Matt and Chris and I could have the best of both worlds. I still loved my husband, but Matt was fulfilling a lot of needs that I didn't even realize that I'd had. Chris began talking with a coworker named Brittany. I pushed him to see her and make plans with her because again, if he could have somebody, then he couldn't get mad at me for Matt. Chris and Brittany finally had a date and I convinced him to take condoms with him because here I was thinking if he would sleep with her, then I can tell him about Matt and then I can have everything I want. But when he slept with her, something inside me broke. I realized I never really felt secure in my marriage because he had always talked to somebody else and thought, what if he and Brittany continued to see each other and what if they really hit it off and she took my husband? In talking about how I felt about Brittany, he agreed to end things. He knew I was talking to Matt at that time, but he was unaware of our physical relationship. Chris told me that he really didn't want to end his friendship with Brittany because she was a really great friend and that I could stay friends with Matt, but I told him that honestly, I didn't think I could stay friends with him. 
He asked why, and I explained that it would be too hard. And as we were talking about it, Chris realized that there was more to it. I really felt like I needed to come clean. I figured if he was ending this relationship with Brittany, and I was ending this relationship with Matt, and we were truly going to work on our marriage and move forward, he needed to know. So, I let it slip that I would miss Matt, and when I mentioned missing him, something clicked in Chris's head. He realized that there was more that I hadn't told him. So, I told him the truth about everything. He was angrier than I had ever seen him before, but he was adamant that he still wanted to work on our marriage. He didn't want out. He wanted me and that he could move past it. I would say that for the next two months, we were doing really well with trying to move past it. We were bonding on a deeper level and having honest conversations about things that we had needed to give attention to for years. But then he started getting angry and I would be grilled with questions every single day. In his mind, my affair was worse than all of his affairs because I was emotionally attached to Matt. I loved Matt. After this, Chris began hanging out with Brittany more and more. When I would try to ask questions or call him out on it, he would immediately throw Matt in my face. He started going out with co-workers, he said, but he wasn't. He was going to see Brittany by himself. It was about this time that our marriage started to dissolve. He was talking to her behind my back. He no longer cared how I felt about it because after what I did, I had no room to talk. I was being called crazy, paranoid, jealous, obsessed, but my gut instinct told me that they were sleeping together again. They worked the same shift at work, and I had a friend whose husband worked at the same place, and he was hearing things through the rumor mill. One night, Chris went out with his friends, and they were going to meet up for wings. I asked that since he was meeting them for wings, could he bring me some on his way back? He got weird on the phone, and I had already tracked his location, and I knew he wasn't where he said he was. He was never getting wings because he was at Brittany's. He said, well, he would see if he could because he had had to stop and pick up Brittany. He had gone past the city he was supposedly meeting up with friends in to go to her place to pick her up and then go get wings, at least that was his story, and then meet people. I said, you literally drove past the destination 30 minutes out of your way to go pick her up and go back and take her back and then come back home? He lost it. So I gave him an ultimatum, either her or me. He hung up on me and came home around 3 or 4 in the morning, and he admitted that he had slept with her again. He decided he wanted to end our marriage. He claimed it was for my sake and I deserved better. He lied for months and months. He swore he just couldn't get past the infidelity and he wasn't leaving me for her. Chris and I have been separated for almost two years now, and he and Brittany have been together for almost two years. He openly admitted that they had started a relationship before he moved out of our home, but since then, he has cheated on her with me at least twice. I have completely ended that though because I refuse to be used that way anymore. 
So ultimately, we both cheated, but he insists that my cheating was more hurtful because his was an emotional affair and he never cared about any of them. Yet the woman he is with now is the woman he left me for. He says he's miserable, but yet he is still there. He swear he still loves me and he regrets it, but our divorce was finalized in June of this year. I don't regret it because I can look back now and see all the manipulation. I used to walk around my house on eggshells. People could not just drop by because God forbid they did and upset Chris. So many people came forward and celebrated our divorce. Even his family told me that I made the right decision. The divorce was still really hard and at times I do have regrets. What I think I regret most is not trusting my gut and getting back together with him, but I can't regret it at the same time because we have three beautiful children and I would not have had any of them if I hadn't married him. There were a lot of different times in our relationship where I thought I should get out. I thought I should leave, but something would always pull me back, such as we were expecting another child or he didn't mean it. It wasn't really an affair. And with that, I kept taking that as signs that I should just try and work harder, try harder, try to be a better wife, that I needed to make it work because it would be better for our children. But now that we're apart, we are all better. I remember my middle child asking me about the divorce party we were having. He was confused asking why we would have one. I asked him, when mommy and daddy were together, did we seem happy? His answer was no, you were yelling and fighting all the time. So I asked him, what about now? Is mommy happy? Is daddy happy? His response was yes. So I explained that those are the reasons we are celebrating. I could see the toll it was taking on our children when we were trying an open marriage and sneaking around. There was just so much tension in the house and it was really affecting the kids. The first six months after the separation seemed to be the hardest for them. It was hard on me as well because I wasn't ready to give up on the marriage. I had ended the affair with Matt and cut off any communication with any other men. He felt I had been so honest and faithful to him all those years, and then he really struggled by getting a taste of his own medicine. It shook him to his core to know another man fulfilled my needs that he hadn't. But I believe if he didn't have Brittany as a fallback, he would have stayed. She wasn't able to see our full history. She was a clean slate for him, a fresh start. I did confide in a few friends and they admitted later that they really didn't like or trust Chris. They saw me as a person doing all the work in the marriage. They knew the pain and struggles I was going through. Matt and I are still friends and we still talk on occasion. We haven't crossed any lines and it's been over a year now. But he would be someone I could see myself with long term if the timing would have been right. We really had a deep connection, and he helped to heal my broken parts, and he wasn't even responsible for them. So what's next? Well, I did begin to date somebody, but I ended that fairly quickly. I have a very good close male friend named DJ. 
He was a great male source I could go to in order to bounce my marriage issues off of and get a fair male perspective. He and I have been so close and I can see ourselves together, but he is now grieving the loss of a girlfriend who died suddenly. He is not ready to be in an official relationship with anyone right now. We have had our time of closeness together and I am being patient, understanding that we were friends before things became more serious. I hope the time will come for him as he recovers so that he and I can start our relationship. I know he wants to and I do as well, but again, it's about timing and right now is not the right time for him. I did begin seeing another man, but DJ didn't like that because he wants to be with me long term. I ended it with that man and I'm still supporting DJ as my friend and waiting for him to be ready. I'm really stuck in limbo because I am in love with DJ. I want to wait for him. I'm not planning on seeing anyone else. This has been going on for a year, but honestly, I needed that time for myself to recover from the divorce, so it actually was a good thing. I really don't know what the future holds, but I have learned to put boundaries in place, and for that, I am proud of myself. I am a people pleaser. And over the years, I would also help everyone, which at times caused a burden for myself because I wanted to be able to take care of others. It was hard to admit I couldn't do it. I didn't want to let others down. I have come a long way now and have learned that it is okay to say no. Wendy, thank you so much for sending your story in. I know that you and I have talked about it for quite a while as we've been Facebook friends for a while, and I'm glad it worked out. And I'll tell everybody that actually Wendy sent me her story on Messenger uh, through um, the Messenger recording, so she was able to speak her story. So it worked out well. We were able to work together and get it all taken care of. And I have to giggle because when I sent her my proof to proofread it uh, to make sure I had things, she found all sorts of typos and everything. <laughs> yeah, that would happen. But uh, I appreciate that. And Wendy, I know you and I have spoken since uh, we've completed the story going back and forth. And I just want to tell you that it sounds like, you know what, you've been through a lot. You've learned so much over these last, what, 10 years or so, um, what works, what doesn't work, what you need and how you are ready to be done with putting up with people using you. And, you know, you were seeing that even your ex-husband, you know, was coming over. And to me, it sounds like it's a cycle for him. Um, it sounds like you have a niceness about you that people like to take advantage of. And there are people out there, even with your ex-boyfriend ex that you had been with, he had done the same thing. And then your husband had been dishonest with you from the beginning. And, you know, I don't condone infidelity, as you know, but I don't judge it. But I have to be honest and say, you know, when it came time to try, you were trying everything you could in that marriage, open marriage, you were trying to do everything. But then this person came along who fulfilled those needs that you were really needing. And would it have been better for you to come clean and divorce your husband rather than cheating? Of course, that's always the better option. 
But I think for you, and I don't know so much for him, but for you, it was definitely a way for you to grow and figure out who you are and what you need for yourself. And from what it sounds like, things for you are going well. Your children are doing well. By the way, I've seen her children photos. They are gorgeous, gorgeous children. And, you know, I just really think you've got a lot going for you. The one thing that I do want to say that is concerning for me is waiting on DJ. And I know he's going through a lot, especially um, losing a girlfriend. And I know you had shared with me that he felt like he was somehow responsible, even though we know it, he had nothing to do with it. It was her body that did this to her. And, um, but you shouldn't have to put your life on hold. If you're at a point in your life where you're not looking for anybody, and you're just working on yourself, I get that. And that's wonderful. But for him to say, I'm not ready for a relationship, but don't date anybody else makes me worry that things are going to slide backwards again for you. And you need to remember that your happiness is important and you can't always give everybody what they want. And I know you're working on those boundaries. I know I've said it, um, but I just want you to think about that and make sure that, you know, this is something you're willing to wait for. And if you do wait for it, will it be worth it? Um, people's ways of grieving are different, different situations. Sometimes people like for me personally, I moved on fast and it wasn't that I was looking for a new husband. I was simply looking for a partner to do something with. Um, you can only do so much with your girlfriends, right? But it's nice to have that male companion. And I searched that out and I came and met this Marine really quick and it's still, I'm still grieving my husband's death and it's getting easier and the Marine and I are moving forward, but he had to be very patient with me and he was willing to be patient with me. And I told him I would be with him and we did. We spent a lot of time together and did things and he did stick around and he's still here. <laughs> but my point being that the way I dealt with it may be different than the way DJ dealt with it or, or somebody else deals with it. And, and nobody can truly say it's too soon or you're waiting too long. Um, so I, you know, want to make sure that I, that I say that, but at the same time, I hate to see you have to hurry up and wait kind of a thing, if that makes sense. So with that in mind, again, just take care of yourself. And thank you so much for sending your story. I've really enjoyed our conversations over the last few weeks as we've worked on your story. Oh, and take care of yourself and take care of those cute babies. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Just a couple of reminders that end of November, I will do a final show for the year, which will be a follow-up on some of the stories we've listened to over the last couple of years. Um, but in December, I will not have any new Raw Truth episodes or Less Ponder episodes. I'm taking that time off. But if you're a Patreon subscriber, you will still get your stories because you've invested in me and I'm not going to let you down. Um, also, it has been decided that officially in January of 2023, Let's Ponder will now be on its own channel and Raw True Stories of Female Infidelity will be on their own channel. So you will need to subscribe to Let's Ponder 
when um, that change is over and so you'll still be getting everything it'll come through like it does normally um, but just through a different channel so as that gets completed and set up I'll let everybody know so that they can download that or subscribe to that channel before the new year and be ready to go so thanks again so much for being here you guys have a great day on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. She was not in a position to deal with the emotional turmoil that now completely overwhelmed us as a couple, and herself, and Richard as to whatever the fuck they were to each other. It turned out that she had just that day told him she would meet him in a hotel. Beyond that, she said she could not see anything. His stopping for a cry was his joyous reaction to that prospect. Very soon after his stopping for a cry email, Lisa emailed him to say that I had discovered the affair. He was angry because of the timing. I don't think he believed her. I think he thought she was changing her mind about meeting and lying to him. His mails were a smorgasbord of emotion and confusion. His immediate reply was a list of short questions along the lines of How did he find out? Did he find out? What is this all about? How come now of all times? What have you done? Why? To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.